Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Makes you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline. Follow us as well on Instagram and TikTok. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen uh, for us and they help out you guys like Wilson County Hyundai. It is that holiday season. If you're looking for a new ride, make Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon a part of your new car buying process. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you. FBHP.com slash ATOZ. And Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Titans, if you've been injured in a car wreck. 800-800-4600. That's where you should call for a free case consultation. That's 800-800-4600. Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers. So, Zach... It's been an eventful last month or so for the Tennessee Titans ever since uh, beating the Green Bay Packers by multiple scores in Lambeau Field. Uh, Todd Downing's DUI and then three consecutive losses and the worst coming to the Jacksonville Jaguars, a blowout loss at home. And then now you're, you're trying to reset here with four games left. The Titans do have still a significant lead in the AFC South over the Jags and then the Colts with four games left on the schedule, but a hard reset needs to be hit. And with Mike Vrabel saying there will not be any coaching changes, it seems like the only changes that can be made truly are uh, the leaders in the locker room, getting this thing back on track. And Kevin Byard uh, talked after the game on Sunday against the Jags and about the direction this team is headed. So let's hear from one of the Titans' biggest leaders over the last several years. Great way you said that this team is at a crossroads. You guys had a week of practice, and you had this performance. One of the leaders of the team, like, where do you feel that you guys are? Uh, well, we're definitely in a situation where, you know, we kind of talk about at this point in the year where teams that are getting better, don't like trying to get to this playoff rush or push, and some teams aren't. And I don't, you know, I think we're trending in, in the opposite direction. That's clear. Uh, based upon the performance we put out there the past three weeks. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm not about to sit here and pout around, and I'm not going to give any that, that type of energy to it. I'm just going to go in the building tomorrow, watch the film, stand on it, you know what I'm saying, stand on the performance that we can put out here. And uh, it's all about how we respond at this point. It's not about, you know, pouting and pointing fingers. That's not going to do anything. Uh, we still got four more games left, four or five games, however many we got. Uh, we have to find a way to start winning some ball games. Kevin, did you? So there's a lot in there from Kevin Byard and a good question from Teron Davenport of ESPN of, of you know, trying to set Kevin Byard in a spot to talk about. the They had an opportunity, right, to kind of rally behind a big move and uh, perform better, and they didn't. They've lost three in a row, and now with four games left, like they still have a really strong chance of winning the AFC South based on what they did earlier in the year but they are not trending in the right direction when it comes to on-field performance, uh, as Kevin Byard said. Well, you call it like you see it, and I think Kevin Byard did that after the game. And, you know, it was it was mutual. It wasn't just one individual that lost them that game. Obviously, the offensive turnovers were detrimental. I mean, nobody is arguing that. You turn the football over multiple times, and multiple times it's, it's on your team's fault. You're probably going to lose. 
But at the same token, Austin, you know, Kevin Byard is the leader of the defense. The defense allowed Trevor Lawrence to throw over 350 yards. The defense allowed Evan Ingram to rack up over 160 yards and two touchdowns and completely demolish the Titans defense. So, you know, I think you got true reaction and true feel and true emotion from Kevin Byard at that on that clip. And look, these players, let's not, they're not stupid. They're not naive. They have these things. <laughs> they know what the hell is going on. They know the standings. They can get on whatever app and look at where they are at, at this point in the season. They also know that division games are weighted. You win your division, you make the playoffs. They also know that they haven't faced the Jacksonville Jaguars yet this season, and that was the first time. And if they would have beaten Jacksonville, the trajectory of their season of what they need to do to accomplish their goal of making the playoffs and maybe resting. Because, Austin, here's the fact of the matter. If, if, if some butts, beers, and nuts, if they would have beaten Jacksonville and all of a sudden they wrapped up the division early, they don't have to play football. They literally don't because there's no improving their seating based on their tiebreak loss to the Bills, the tiebreak loss to the Chiefs, the tiebreak loss to the Bengals. Now, they don't have the tiebreak to the, the Ravens because they didn't play them head-to-head, -head, but the Ravens just lost to Lamar Jackson, and they've got a schedule ahead of them. So, realistically, they're going to be the four seed if they were to wrap up the yep. division. Ifs, yep. ifs, 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 yep. ifs. But it doesn't matter if you're not playing good football heading into the season to try to recreate that 2019 AFC championship run. This is a bad place right now, singularly, for the Tennessee Titans. I think Kevin Byer recognizes that in that video. Yeah, and uh, Sheila, John says, uh, was huge for Russ, Zach's correct right there. And that's what you look at because if the Titans beat the Jags, let, let's just you know play out that big if that obviously was <clears throat> several touchdowns away from happening. <clears throat> but if the Titans did beat the Jaguars, they would not have clinched on Sunday in the AFC South. They would have just needed one more win or one more Colts loss. And so if you're the Titans and if you were eight and five instead of seven and six with a win over the Jags, you know, you can make sure Jeffrey Simmons is right. Maybe you make sure Tannehill can get right and Malik Willis get some extra reps against the Cowboys or, or the Texans again like that because you have the ability for the Colts to lose just one more game. And so you had the opportunity to not improve your, your playoff seating, but improve your playoff chances by getting healthy. And they didn't do that because they lost by 14 points and in, uh, in, in a blowout fashion by the Jags. And so now you're sitting here. Well, Ooh, the Chargers just look really good against Miami. They have a passing offense that's probably better than Trevor Lawrence can put together, and he just torched you on Sunday. Then you have a must-win game against the Texans. You have a Cowboys team uh, <clears throat> that, you know, they their playoff situation could be interesting when they come to Nashville right before New Year's. And then Week 18 in Jacksonville. How many times have we talked about this, Zach, where it's come down to the Titans – on the road in week 18 against an AFC South opponent with everything on the line. 
whether it was the division itself against the Texans, the one seed itself against the Texans last year, it, or a wild card spot like it was uh, prior in 2019. It comes down to week 18. That's how the NFL wants it. And the Titans would have to get revenge on the Jags in that situation. Well, and that's that's why the remaining schedule, they can prevent that. If they win yep. football games, they can prevent that. If they beat the Chargers and the Texans, I'm pretty sure you know they're going to prevent that. The Jags won't be able to catch them at that point. Right. But it's where they are. And I want you to play Kevin Byard again because yeah. listen to the tone. It's just real. This is the real state of the Titans after they got their ass beat for the second straight week. And look, they didn't play real well at the end of the Bengals game. So, right? So there's there's eight quarters plus two quarters. There's 10 quarters of not very good football, of not closing out and doing your job. And that, I think, is the realization of what Kevin Byard, he, he's kind of swallowing that pill and saying, oh, now uh, we got to look ourselves in the mirror because we, and this is what we're talking about today, you can go one of two ways, but this is what Byard is saying immediately after they lose to the Jags by 14 points. Ray, well, he said that this team was at a crossroads. And you guys had a week of practice and you had this well, we're definitely in a situation where, you know, we kind of talk about at this point in the year where teams that are getting better don't like trying to get to this playoff rush or push and some teams aren't. And I don't you know. I think we're trending in, in the opposite direction. That's clear uh, based upon the performance we put out there the past three weeks. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm not about to sit here and pout around and I'm not going to give any of that, that type of energy to it. We're just going to go in the building tomorrow, watch the film, stand on it. You know what I'm saying? Stand on the performance that we can put out here. And uh, it's all about how we respond at this point. It's not about, you know, powering and pointing fingers. That's not going to do anything. Uh, we still got four more games left, four or five games, however many we got. Uh, we had to find a way to start winning some ball games. Kevin, did you? There's Kevin Byer. They've got four more games to try to earn a fifth uh, in this situation with the Titans sitting at seven and six with a with a two game lead over the Jags with four to play. So that magic number uh, is two uh, Titans wins slash Jags losses uh, moving forward here. So Zach, let's go ahead and get into this first question to get our chat more involved. You guys have been commenting strong for the first 15 minutes of the show, but now let's get your uh, opinions involved as well. Do you think this Titans team will go in a positive or negative direction moving forward? So Kevin Byer just said that they're they're going in the wrong direction, but what do you think they will do and can do with the last four games? Do you think the Titans will go in a positive or negative direction moving forward? But first, let me tell everybody about our great sponsors, Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers. If you have been injured in a car wreck, Hughes and Coleman is where to go for a free case consultation. All you have to do, is called their number 800-800-4600. That's if you've been injured in a car wreck. Hughes and Coleman's been helping out Tennesseans and, and Kentuckians as well over the last 30-plus years, and they've recovered over $1 billion. That's billion with a B for their clients who have been injured in a car wreck. So they've got the resources. They've got the strength and the muscle to go out there and battle against the insurance company for you to get what you deserve. So don't let a bad situation get worse by an insurance company taking advantage of you. Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers can help you out. That's Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers. Phone number is 800-800-4600, Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. 
You can see that right there on your screen. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports, all one word. That's A T O Z S P O R T S. All one word, no spaces. You get a risk free bet up to $1,000 on pro football. It's Wednesday. Tomorrow is Thursday. There's football on tomorrow and football throughout the weekend. You've got, and plus, that. NFL starting to play on Saturday. Now at college football season, regular season's over. You get NFL on NFL on NFL. That's you get pro football. You can bet on pro football. You get a risk free bet on pro football up to a thousand dollars for new users. Yeah, uh, just uh, uh, more NFL days uh, for games there. So, all right, the the question we're asking you guys now, and we're going to send you uh, Zach to the comment section. Do you think this Titans team will go in a positive? or negative direction moving forward uh, this season. Kevin Byard says that they are trending negatively, but what will they do, positive or negative? Zach, what is the uh, chat saying here today on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch? Yowza. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we got a negative sign coming our way. Uh, we're, we're just going to go Kant negative, Steven negative, Tighten up negative, Jeremy negative, uh, Andrew goes negative. Oh, Deborah! Deborah comes in with positive, a little bit go, lighter. There you so go, there you Deb. go. She that's not the Debbie Downer right there. That's Deborah right? up, up. Yeah. I guess that's yeah. uh, right there. Uh, Deborah up <laughs> from uh, the, the Debbie Downer worked. I don't know if Deborah up worked. <laughs> I'll keep workshopping that in my mind while you yeah. continue to read. There you go. Yeah. You, can, yeah. you can work on that. No yeah. work on being negative because he's thinking the Titans. That's the direction they're going. Uh, so does Lord Gooney. You got negative for uh, Honky Tonk. This season, negative from Grim Jim. No surprise. It's Grim for the Titans. Uh, negative there. They're uh, two plus positive. Uh, neutral. Corey says two will be neutral. Will two be enough to make it, right? Even if they lose. I mean, it depends on what the Jags do. If the Jags win out, they would be... Nine wins, and the Titans would be nine wins, so that would actually matter. Um, let's see, negative it's, from if, if the Jags win three straight, then they would be eight and eight going into the Titans game. Yeah, I, I closed out the season, right? So it's four, it would just depend on when the Jags would actually win, uh, and who they would beat, uh, compared to the Titans. Positive from Jerry, positive from Rooney, wrong way from Marcus, negative from Denise. Um, can't say either way at this point. So Brad is just on the fence, not going to answer the question. Positive assuming the team gets healthier, and that's what we're going to talk about later on in the show, Bobby. Uh, positive from Stacy. they'll wrap up the division before the final week at the Jags and be able to, to get some players healthy for the playoff push from uh, Stanley. Negative from Johnny, positive from Chris. So here's uh, some positives coming in from Mr. Chris says positive. It seemed the only can move only way to move up from there. Um, so you were on the show yesterday. We've got Sam lunch money and we've got jackpot dollars that goes into Jack's. Oh, I like that of lunch money. So it, we're going to split it. We'll take them both to lunch. Uh, Andre says after the Eagles game, I said to start young guys to evaluate rest the veterans and get better draft position, Austin and Sam dismissed saying playoffs were a lock, and it didn't make sense. Do you still feel the same way based on Aunt Andre's comment? Dis did, we, uh, did we dismiss the playoffs being a lock? I mean, I, yeah, it, I, I think the preface was 
going into the game against the Jags, yeah, the playoffs are not a lot because if you lose the Jags, then you open things up uh, a lot uh, in, a, in a different fashion that could be scary uh, for Titans fans because you thought the playoffs were a lock just a few weeks ago. So, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I, I feel like the playoffs are not a lock right now for the Titans. The Titans have a tough schedule. You know, they have to beat the Texans and they need to find a way to win another game outside of that, whether it's against the Chargers, uh, the Cowboys, or the Jags. So, Austin, do you think that the Titans will go in a positive or negative direction after losing three games, losing their general manager because the owner fired him, and, you know, they are riddled with injury. We know that. I mean, riddled is a relative term compared to last year, but David DeLong Jr., Christian Fulton, Danico Autry, and Traylon Burks, plus an offense that is talentless. Besides Derrick Henry. I mean, these are the cold, hard, hard facts. Are they going in a positive or negative direction? And then justify your answer. Yeah, well, first, uh, you know, the opposite of Debbie Downer for Deborah is now uh, Debbie Delight. So I think that's a lot better. There than, you go. I, 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 yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, Debbie Delight uh, there for Deborah with her positivity earlier in the show. Whew. So, you know, I heard Mike Keith on with the guys and gals at, at 3HL uh, on Monday night, Voice of the Titans, who was just selling the hope of what this team can become. And like we said at the very beginning of the show, there was a lot of ifs in a situation. Mike Keith was going through the hope for this Titans team, and there was just a lot of ifs there. It was the yeah, you get Danico Autry back, and now Jeffrey Simmons is better. Then you, now you have Bud Dupree who's healthy. Uh, your linebackers are getting healthier if Zach Cunningham comes back, and Christian Fulton can make the defense back better. Then, oh, Jalen Burks is going to get back uh, from the uh, wide receiver. Then Kyle Phillips can come back. Now you've got Chris Conley who's doing good things in practice via Mike Keith. And all these things sounded great, but you're like, man, that's like eight different things that you have to count on happening and then gelling at the right time. So can they flip this around? Yeah, they can. But my gut reaction tells me it's going to come down to week 18, Zach. I, I wait, really think- this, whoa, 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 wait. That sounds familiar based on, uh, I think, the day before the season started or two days before the season started on Friday. And you sit that you sat there along with the chat and you guys terrorized me yeah. laughed in my face, called yeah. me a clown, and said what you just said. Damn, I've been right a lot this but year. But did you think it was going to – I mean, this has, been a, but this has been a roller coaster season, has it I, I not? Didn't, I didn't tell you how it was no, going to be I there. I didn't say specifically that they were going to go – Malik Willis was going to start two games because of injury. I didn't say that. I said I had yeah. a gut feeling. And for all you A to Z uh, homers, uh, day oneers, you know, lifers, I know you heard me. You heard me yeah, loud and clear. No, you did. And this man, my co-host, sat there and laughed at me about the Jacksonville Jaguars coming down to week 18. I'll remind you, that was the Friday before the Giants' home opener. So No, look, I, and again, like it's been a wild last several months because the Titans at one point won five games in a row. <laughs> then they lost one. Then they won two more. And they were sitting at seven and three while the Jags were four and eight, or actually like three and eight at the time. And all of a sudden, things have changed drastically. And again, the Titans still have a two game lead on the Jags with four left to play. But I do think week 18 will be a 
a, a, a all season deciding type of game at this point, because of all the things the Titans are dealing with and the Jags have the Jags dealt with this through October. They were, they came out two and one in September and were looking like, Oh my gosh, the Jags, they've arrived. Then they hit their rut and fell off a cliff through October where the Titans climbed out of the 0-2 hole and got to 5-2 and real quick. And now the Titans are in their significant rut with a lot of different variables and injuries and, and things that they're dealing with. They've got to figure this stuff out. Uh, but yeah, it seems like you will probably be right and have an opportunity to be right if it does come down to Week 18. But the Titans can change that with a win over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, well, yes. They, I mean, the, the destiny is still on the way. But the Jags were going to be sneaky. The reason why, and this was my premise at the beginning of the year, is it made more sense based on what the Jags did last year and the ups and downs and the roller coaster of Urban Meyer that they reset, they bought players, better players than they had, and they were just going to improve throughout the course of the season. It's the maturation process of a number one overall quarterback. Trevor Lawrence was going to get better. He, he didn't make the jump of Joe Burrow, but he was going to get better. I, I just believed that. And he has. And I do think it's going to come down. I'm not going to shy away from my prediction. I think it's going to come down. So I think it's going to trend in a negative direction over the next couple of weeks, and it will come down to that last final game. All right, so I expect the Chargers, Justin Herbert threw the ball 50-plus times. The Titans, when you throw the ball against them, they blow. They are slaw. Back-to-back weeks, they've had the player of the week be the quarterback that played their defense. Trevor Lawrence just was awarded that, and the week before, Jalen Hurts. So, uh, look, this is – and I'm not sitting here saying that – and uh, that's why they play the game, and we'll find out. Mm -hmm. But the three things that I've kind of maintained throughout the course of the year – and we're going to find out if two of them hit. We figured out the talent was the problem. I was I was screaming from the rooftops. Well, the owner of the franchise confirmed that I was correct there. Jacksonville Jaguars final week 18 deciding game. That's trending in that direction, the way that the Titans are playing. And I also predicted a first round Titans loss in the playoffs. Oh, you know, they may not get there or they may. I actually predicted that the Titans win in that Jags game to get into the playoffs. That was, I did predict them to go to the playoffs, but they are not right right now. And mm. I don't think a recipe to get right is a West Coast trip against a passing football team. So if you look at the Chargers game and you sit there and you say, okay, if they lose there, where are they in the state of their affairs? And you also have to look at the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. schedule. And that's what I was about to get to now because let's roll through it. And I've got the New York Times playoff uh, predictor number of what the percentage the Titans have and the Jags have of making the playoffs and go through a couple of these scenarios and a benefit, a benefit the Titans have this weekend uh, that I'll dive into in a second. But Zach, first, uh, tell everybody about our great sponsor, Wilson County Hyundai. Hey, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to get your perfect make and model. WilsonCountyHyundai.com, the Palisade, full-size SUV. I've dri test-driven that bad boy. It is sleek. It's a smooth ride, and it's not your mama's minivan. It is an upgrade for your family. So this holiday season, they got deals going on. It's Christmas. This is when you could you buy a car, you buy an SUV, and you get a better deal because they got holiday pricing. 
They're trying to get them off the lots before the new fleet come in next year. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Go online, look at their inventory, or make the quick trip down I-40, exit 236. You can also check out the Sonata four-door sedan, which I love. They also have the Elantra, the Santa Fe, and the Ionic. The Ionic is battery-powered if you want to go down that route. But head out to Wilson County Hyundai, talk to Payne Bone and his team. They'll hook you up with a great ride. All right, don't forget, download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports, and you'll get a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000. Zach, I'll go ahead and give everybody uh, some advice. I think Austin Hooper over 20 and a half or in around that range is a play you should make this weekend because I've hit it now four weeks in a row with my guy, Austin Hooper going over that 20 and a half receiving yards number. Uh, regardless of the Titans win or lose uh, that has been hitting uh, the last four weeks. So check them out. Promo code ATOZ sports with bet MGM unlocks you a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000. So Zach, uh, I'm going to go through uh, a couple scenarios here and a benefit the Titans have this weekend going into that game against the Chargers. So the Titans play at 325 against the LA Chargers. The Jags play the Cowboys high noon. The Cowboys need to beat the Jags. If you are a Titans fan, you want to root for the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday to beat the Jags. Because if that happens, the Titans can play a little bit more loose and now they just need to win one game in two opportunities to keep that pace on winning the AFC South. And so knowing the outcome of the Cowboys-Jags game pre-kickoff of Titans-Chargers that kicks off at 325, so there's a, it's not the 305 central window. It's a 325 central window for Titans Chargers. That is a benefit. And New York Times has their NFL playoff calculator and simulator that they do currently. I looked this morning. Titans, 90% chance to make the playoffs. Jags, 10% chance to make the playoffs. And that's literally the AFC South. That's what it is. It's 90-10 right there. So, I do think that's uh, it, a nice benefit that the Titans have due to scheduling this Sunday to be able to have an idea of what that Cowboys Jags game looks like before you kick off against the Chargers. Because you know what I don't trust in this team? I don't necessarily trust them playing under extra pressure of, whoa, the Jags just beat the Cowboys. Now you're about to kick off at LA against the Chargers. Can you go win two games? Right? That that's, that's rat poison. I, Isn't that saving what they call rat poison? Yeah, but what did you say? <laughs> what did you say earlier today, Zach? Everybody's got what? Everybody in that locker room has what on them? Yeah, that phone. Right? They know. No, I, I didn't say they don't take rat no, poison. Yeah. No, yeah, it is. But that is what we categorize as rat poison. Absolutely. Is knowing too much information. So again, ninety. A 90% chance to make the playoffs with four games left. It seems like that would be really hard to screw up. Doesn't it? Like, (laughs) that's just the percentages. That's the tiebreakers. The the Titans are playing some of the worst football in the league. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue that. I mean, mean, they're playing bottom five football. But 
They're bottom five football. Well, luckily you know, they've got a bottom one team on the schedule coming up too in the Texans, who are doing a great job of holding on to the number one overall pick. Wow, the Texans almost beat the Cowboys. They actually yeah, but then they're like, hard. wait, the, but the Texans also, you know, they're not good. So terrible football teams lose games like that when they're in the right situation. Then they fumble it away, literally or figuratively. And the Texans, again, reminding themselves, hey, we're trying to go for this number one pick. Why would we beat the Cowboys in December? Who get? Who cares? Yeah, well, they didn't fumble it. It was a fourth down stop. That's no, I, I, that was, a again, figuratively or literally, it could be either or. That wasn't uh, Here's the one thing, the caveat with the Cowboys. The Cowboys need to beat the Jags because the following week they play the Eagles. And here's the strange part about the Cowboys, and I follow the Cowboys because of A to Z Sports Dallas, is – they if they beat the Eagles now they now they've get into a whole nother scenario. If the Eagles lose again before the end of the season, they could backdoor their way into the number one seed in the NFC. Now you talk about the ratings and the NFL going crazy, and I'm not, I don't think this is going to happen. I think the Eagles are a better team. I just yeah. I just think it is what it is. But to keep pace, it does help the Titans that the Cowboys need to beat the Jags to get to that point and play the Eagles. Uh, and it's it's on Christmas Eve right after, uh, or I guess it's Christmas Day in the afternoon. And so you look at what that represents. I do think that, you know, the Titans matchup against the Chargers is not good, but the Jags matchup against the Cowboys is not good for the Jags. You kind of play, where's the momentum going? The Cowboys and the Jags are actually playing okay football. The Chargers, I look, the Chargers had a dismal second half last week or on Sunday night. They only scored like six points. They were kicking field goals. So it's not like they threw the ball a ton. They beat the Dolphins. They got a W. But the Titans are playing really bad football. They got to reset. Here's the one thing that I will say about the Titans that should give Titans fans a little bit of hope. They can always fall back on what they do best, which is run the football. And I do think it's only a matter of time if Derrick Henry continues to stay healthy, he's going to have a good game. He was on pace to have a good game. He had 119 yards through two quarters. Now, he only had two yards in the second half against the the Jags because of circumstance, but they're going to fall back to Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry should notoriously will win you a game solely on 22. I mean, you thought it was heading that direction until Derrick Henry fumbled the football in the second quarter when you could have built on that lead over the Jags. Derrick Henry usually corrects those mistakes. Uh, He's not like, he's not Tiki Barber. Exactly. He fumbled in the same type of situation. I get it, Uh, but he's not Tiki Barber. Like Derrick Henry usually, when he faces adversity, we've seen in the last couple of years when he's had down games, he usually finds his way to dig out of that rut. That's uh, yeah. why. I, what's what I'm saying? Is Typically, like, that's yeah. the hope. Well, look, you can always go on on history, right? But I also, but I'm going on recent too because another one of your favorite lines is, "What have you done for me lately?" Well, what Derrick Henry has done for you lately is fumble twice in the last three games against the Bengals and against the Jags after a catch when he's fighting for extra yards. That is two things that Derrick Henry has done. Now, he got lucky because Burks jumped on the first one for a touchdown. But he was fighting for extra yards on the screen against the Bengals, and he was fighting for extra yards on the the checkdown pass 
against uh, the Jags. He fumbled it, and the Titans got hurt and burned by that one Sunday. So, I, I, Pastor, I, I do not believe that they were both fluke plays. No. I do think that they were defensive credit plays. I credit the defense for making those plays. That was not just all on Henry. He got popped because they swarmed the ball. They turned him around. He fumbled the football and right at in Josh Allen's hands. I mean, the other one, it was a guy coming from behind him. He did exactly what they teach for defensive backs. And even Burke said that he should have blocked longer. It was his guy. He actually took responsibility, which was sure. wild. That he came from behind and did exactly what defenders. It's like a pass rusher coming off the edge. And Von Miller is one of the best at this. Is you rip that arm down to get the football. J.J. Watt was very good at that too. So the, I'm, I, they're not fluke. I'm not sitting here saying they're fluke, but they are credited, I think, majority to the defense for forcing those turnovers. But there is blame for Derrick Henry. But you have to look at that. Those are not just like Derrick Henry like fumbles. Yeah, Bobby says the only fluke one could probably be the botched handoff or the or the botched snap that was a low snap and it was a goofy play call and all that. I call that a fluke because you know running backs, players who carry the football, know and are taught and work and practice on the the fact that when they are breaking a tackle and get spun around, you know somebody is going to be coming for the ball. And so you have to protect it. I flash back to the 2001 film, Remember the Titans. Hold on to that ball, Petey. You know when you're running down the field and somebody's chasing you, their goal is to try to pop that football out because that's the only chance they've got. But and Derrick Henry, that's that's it. That's though, right? not a Derrick Henry systemic problem. Okay. No, but it's, it's but it's not systemic. No, the last three games, yes. Again, but we've talked through what those fumbles are. Yeah, I know, but Anthony, agree. Uh, yeah, uh, Henry should know better. I, 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 that's why I, I don't think that it's going to be a problem moving forward. It better not be because then it's a real problem if oh, it happens well, yeah, a third they'll, time. They'll lose football games. Yeah. The only way they're going to win these football games is on the shoulders of Derrick Henry. That's the only way that they're going to win a playoff game. I Yesterday, I told Jack this. Their absolute ultimate ceiling this season is a divisional round appearance probably in Kansas City or Buffalo. Like, that's just what it's going to be. And so, now, they can do that with Derrick Henry having a really good game. And we've seen Ryan Tannehill play well. I mean, the Packers game, if they can recreate that in a playoff game, they're going to win that football game. Yeah. But that's hard to do. And they've got games to, to, to get through to even get to that point. Yeah, well, and, you know, people are hating on me because of uh, my, you know, harsh accountability on Derrick Henry's fumbles recently. Amber I, says it's too much. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I Amber's agree with the chat. I think but, you're, but Amber's you're, not wrong. You know, he doesn't fumble much. He's got a ton of carries and doesn't fumble that much when he carries the football. But I think what we're seeing this year is Derrick Henry is not as comfortable as a pass catcher. And when he's out there in space doing things that he's not used to doing, you know, he had some times where he was, he fumbled the football in open field situations after catching the football. And it's happened two times the last three games. Do you know why? Why what? Why that is. Why, what is specifically. What you just said. Do I know why he fumbled? Yeah, why is he playing like this? Why are you, you're sitting here being critical of Oh, no, I was about to get to that. Because the Titans have to. 
The Titans, I, no, I was I was literally about to walk in. They're asking him to do so much yes. more than he should be asked right. to do at because, this stage in his career. Exactly. Because John Robinson didn't provide the offense again, with adequate talent. That was where I was talent. going. That's the problem with this that, team. I know that was where I was going, but you cut me off from getting there. Like you didn't let me get to the crossroads. You stopped me with a fork in the road. But yes, the the offense and the Titans have to rely on him to carry them. And so when you're having to do more, you make mistakes and those that mistake against the Jags hurt the Titans an opportunity to potentially win that game where we're not talking about this. Right? Where we're maybe the Titans can beat the Jags if they score a touchdown at the end of the first half to go up 21-13. But there's still a second half to play, and the Titans have to continue to be better. But, you know, it, it, again, Derrick Henry's fumbles the last two games are something to monitor. It hurt them against the Jags. He cannot do that again because the margin of error for Derrick Henry is zero because the team around him is not good enough if he makes a mistake. Derrick Henry, unfortunately, not his fault, has to be perfect the last four games. The Titans want to get to where they want to go. That's what has to happen. And that's the Titans' fault. It's not Derek Henry's fault. Yes. And that's why I I'm not I'm not as quick to jump on Derrick Henry and be like, oh no, you've you've ruined this. You're 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 a liability. I, I'm not gonna do that because I know the bigger situation at hand, and I think the team has confirmed, the ownership has confirmed that exact thing. It's sure. not necessarily all Derrick Henry's fault it's, because he's not a pass catcher out of the backfield. That's not why are you asking him to do that? Like because it's one of the better things they have in the passing game. I, right but now. no, I, I know. Yeah, but that, that's but that's on them. They Again. are they are they're extending yes. so much yes. on a singular player because they weren't prepared correctly. I mean, and they traded away AJ Brown. Uh, two things here before we get to the next topic. Yeah. I think we both agree that they're going to get worse before they get better if they get better. Correct? You both, we both said negative. That's why I say that. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So worse before better. I do think that they have got to, the, the Chargers or the Texans have got to be there get right game they have got to take advantage and probably the the texans makes much logical sense because they're a bad football team but they need a get right game they need to see themselves play on all cylinders derrick henry run for four quarters ryan Tannehill throw slant routes get Traylon burks back and throw him the football the defense play well and not give up over 300 plus yards that they have to see themselves or I do think this thing's going to end like the snap of your finger and the season's going to be over and you're going to yeah. be blinking twice and watching other NFL football teams play football. Yeah, for sure. Uh, somebody said, uh, Rooney says, uh, yeah, it can't get any worse than last week. Jared says, I mean, they took an L of the Jags. It can't get worse. Well, no, it can't uh, because the Texans are on the schedule. It can absolutely get worse. If you think, if you think that was bad. Oh dude, they could, I tell you how it gets worse. They get blown out by the chargers by 21 points. There you go. I just, uh, week after week after week, that would be worse 
because of what it's going to do to your psyche, to your mindset, and your the mental state of your football team. And you're going to get beat if that is the case. That's an if, but you asked. You get beat by the Chargers by three scores. That's worse because now you're scrambling and you got now must win games that you should never have must win games based on like four weeks ago of where you were. And and luckily that must win would be against the worst team in football that is not They've trying lost to the Texans before. Yeah, I, I know, but this team's bad and this team's not playing for anything. Well, and here's the thing. We know, look, positive vibes only. You know, the te- the Titans as a franchise, PVOs. They just sent out playoff pack. <laughs> this is their email this morning. Ooh, hey, guys, playoffs. KB, get ready. Wild card, divisional championship. Buy now, buy now, buy now. Like, positive vibes only from the club. <laughs> a bunch of... Debbie Delight's going to get funny. those tickets. Now that's a logistic thing, right? You got to, yeah, but I did laugh and I said, playoffs, playoffs. I'm trying to win a game. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, this next conversation because I do think this is important. Who do the Titans miss most? We're going to name three players. Oh, wait, 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 time out. Time okay. out. Mark, why not a four pack? <laughs> it, the funny thing is, is he's insinuating the Super Bowl. Yes. But that's not how Super Bowl tickets uh, work. Tickets work exactly. Yeah. I get so, it. Market movers. I was moving with you. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Good. Uh, good comment there. All right. So we got three players that have been injured the last couple of or longer uh, games. Who do the Titans miss most? Traylon Burks, Christian Fulton. Or the big man on the graph at number 96, Danico Autry. Who do the Titans miss most? But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. Speaking of injuries, these guys are dealing with it right now. If you're dealing with it, you go to the Bone and Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org is their website. They've got all types of specialists and providers who can help you out with any type of injury that you might be dealing with in life. Uh, If you've got a son or daughter playing youth sports, and get hurt, Bone and Joint Institute can take care of them there. If you've got uh, maybe uh, your your mom, your dad, your grandparents who are dealing with those type of injuries later in life, they've got you covered as well in a state-of-the-art rehab facility on top of it to get everybody who gets hurt and banged up in life uh, an opportunity to get back right and back to health uh, for living what they want to do. So boneandjointtn.org is where to go, boneandjointtn.org. It is Sports. We're powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Pull that phone out after this show. And we got pro football on the horizon. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. Get a risk free bet up to $1,000 on pro football for new users. So that means up to $1,000. Let's say you put, you, you deposit $500 after using that promo code. You put $500 on a bet. If you win it, you win that money. If you lose it, You still get your money back. That's the risk-free part of it. Download the app in the App Store, whether it's Apple or Android. That's the BetMGM app. All right, so we asked the question, who do the Titans miss most? Traylon Burks, Christian Fulton, or Danico Autry? I'm trying to scroll to the top of these comments. We've got over 100 uh, since we asked it. I'm seeing Kenneth say uh, Autry, Mike Autry. Uh, Mr. Jones says Autry. Uh, Miro Autry, 
Uh, Danny says 91 and 51. So David Long Jr. is not somebody we put on there. He, now, the thing is, David Long Jr. is on injured reserve. So he is out for a minimum of three more games. So uh, the other three, Burks, Fulton, and Autry, are eligible to play whenever they feel better, basically. Uh, let's see. Autry from Chris. Autry from Jeremy. Autry from Jake. Autry from Darren. Autry from Steven. Uh, let's see. Negative Pat- and Autry. That's the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patrick says Traylon Burks, number one. Jermel, back to the Autry train. Mr. HWTF uh, with Danico. Mr. Jones, Autry has missed three games, lost all three. And also, to keep that thing rolling, three total sacks by the defense in those three games minus Danico Autry. Antoine, Autry, Billy Jones says Autry, 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 Danico, Autry, 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 uh, you know, Autry. I mean, there's just so many Autrys, Zach. You know, I mean, what do you think? Which is funny because if you pulled like, Good Morning Football or some crap-ass analyst on First Take or Undisputed, they wouldn't even know who Danico Autry is. Bro. And again, like, <laughs> like uh, right, yeah. Um, a lot of the comments that I skipped over are saying, A.J. Brown, Taylor Lewan, Oh, Arthur that's a good A.J. I, I'd pick A.J. Well, yeah, but guys, like, let's be realistic, okay? Let's stop naming people that are not coming back this season. <laughs> Taylor Lewan's not coming back. A.J. Brown plays for the Eagles. Arthur Smith is throwing Marcus Mariota under the bus as the head coach of the Falcons. And and David Long Jr. is on injured reserve. So that's the situation there. You cannot bring back or name those four people because they're not available for the Tennessee Titans at the soonest the next three weeks. Jeff Fisher's not either. Roger Saffold's a Buffalo Bill. Like, uh, Will I have Fuller an analogy. Retired. I have Will an analogy. I have an analogy. I have an analogy on AJ Brown that okay. I actually recently found. I was in a conversation uh, and we were talking about like the evolution of dating, right? So like how it has evolved from like you meet people back in the day at church, right? How do you meet people now? You meet them on the phone, right? It's socially acceptable more often now to meet them on an app. Look, you can meet people anyway. You can walk up to them in a grocery store or whatever. But the person I was talking to said, uh, back in the day, this was like right as like, uh, you know, online dating was just happening. And it was kind of like, a oh, you met your wife on a dating app? Like, you know, it was like one of those times. And so he told a story about one of his buddies. He was like, oh yeah, my, one of my buddies really at the beginning of this met this smoking hot girl. Like she was so attractive. But he broke up with her because we made fun of him so much for meeting her on the internet. And so he broke up with her. That, that is the Titans and A.J. Brown. It's like you just did this and ruined what could have been, which would, could have been a great relationship. It could have been, it could have thrived, but because of your dumb actions of outside pressure or the internal internet. pressure. I mean, you can say the dumb actions that happened on the internet broke the Titans and A.J. Right? Brown up. Right. And so yeah. like you, and so like, yeah, he's never coming back. She, she's often married somebody else. AJ Brown is often married somebody else and having the time of his life, but what a missed opportunity. And Austin, it's a scar. You know, they always say the one that got away, AJ Brown. I will be the one that got away for the Tennessee Titans, maybe for all time. And I don't know the trajectory completely of AJ Brown's career, but if he somehow, some way becomes a Hall of Fame wide receiver, 
And look, that's far off. He's got to do a lot more things. But damn it, the one that got away is going to eat at the Titans fan base for a very, very long time that cost their general manager his job. And the reason why I talk about this more is because when it happened, I wasn't on the show. So like, this is me now diagnosing what has happened over the last several weeks. To get back on topic, Danico Autry makes the most sense. I think it's I think it's probably the correct answer. But I'm going to go Traylon Burks, and here's why. The Titan, the only way the Titans are going to advance or make the playoffs is if they change if their offense elevates. That's the only way. They have got to recreate the Packers game, which, you know, when they played the Packers, Traylon Burks was that dude. Now, look, he stole some yards at the end of that game. He ended with, but they targeted him. Eight targets, 111 yards receiving with an average of 15.9 against the Packers. If he can come back and do that against the Jags, they win division and they go to the playoffs. If he can do that, against a first-round opponent, they could maybe advance to the divisional round. They're not getting to the AFC Championship game. I've Now, that's so far gone. But how you finish and how you set up for next year, I do think is important. And if Traylon Burks gets some momentum after returning from this concussion after a brutal hit, which, mm-hmm. side note, that dude should have been fined for that hit. No, he should have been ejected, Zach. No, oh, yeah, he should have been ejected and a fined. But they didn't even find think, him on the aftermath. I think they fined Bud Dupree or something for a hit. Did they not find him? No. They didn't find Epps? No. That's ridiculous. And I actually saw, and, and we can't, we, I saw this. We weren't going to play it because Chris Sims didn't hold back. Chris Sims brought something up that I thought was interesting about that hit particularly. The NFL this season has ejected players for hits like that, the one that Epps hit on Burks. They've ejected players who have made hits like that in primetime games. The week before, there was a defender who had a similar hit on a wide receiver in the end zone, and the player was ejected on Sunday night football when everybody was watching. But in the noon slot, when there's eight games happening and Marcus Epps blows up uh, Traylon Burks' face mask in the end zone, completely launched, unnecessarily led with a helmet, led with a shoulder, left his feet, all the no-nos, nothing happened. A a non-consequential 15-yard penalty enforced on the kickoff is all that happened to Marcus Epps and the Eagles. And Chris Sims brought that up that they've had, uh, you know, four ejections and they've all happened Sunday, Monday, Thursday night football. Nothing is happening when there's eight games going on because – the NFL, and this is Sims' theory. They're the NFL, understaffed. No, not understaffed, but they don't. They're not going to get the blowback. Only an eighth of the audience is going to give a damn. Really, only a sixteenth of the audience is going to give a damn when there's eight. Te- when there's sixteen teams playing. Oh, so you, he's his his thing is that they're consciously doing this. It's not yes, that they don't have. Is, they're not watching that, the games. Enough. Is that when, no that that they are, they don't give a damn when it only affects a small viewing portion of that window. Still but when everybody's portion, watching one game, they react. And and it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And well, that's, I, look, the, the, the NFL, and we've had this earlier on in the season with the Tua thing, 
The NFL is a reactive league. And when did that society is a reactive league? Come on, right? Thing happened Thursday night football, Amazon Prime. That's when Tua happened. No, that's wrong. Tua actually happened the week before in Buffalo, and that was a no. But the 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 fingers locking. That no, I I know. Look that. That changed. That was that was enough is enough, right? But that actually happened at noon. But no, I, to, I know, I, point, I know the no, to the point. No, I think it, it justifies it. your point. Exactly, Tua came back in. Yes, they ignored it. They ignored it because it was an eight game time slot. Orlando, this is funny. Uh, they find Zeke for jumping in the Salvation Army bucket uh to to spread awareness for charity but they're not going to find apps for launching himself and single-handedly take out a huge impact player for uh, an inept offense and keep him out for two weeks like that is the nfl should be criticized and this is not like a homer take it that's just straight no. stone cold facts that and and you know, Chris Sims also brought this up, and I agree. Like, that's the hit that hurts Marcus Epps, too. What is Vrabel? I, I don't want to, like, speak for Vrabel, but, like, didn't that Vrabel needs to come out and say, what the F are we doing? Well, like, I, I I, look, he's going to take a fine, but, you know, sometimes fines are more impactful. It's like coaches getting kicked out of the games just to make their team play harder. But, like, Vrabel to come to the defense and say, what are we doing here? And And – Pushing that up to the forefront of finding one but not finding the other and holding the NFL somewhat accountable for his guy and player safety. And then if he gets fined, double down on it and say, you're willing to find me for bringing this to fruition, but you won't find Epps for knocking my guy out for two weeks. Yeah, I mean, what Mike Vrabel did in the Eagles post game was say, look, you guys can ask him their Twitter handles at NFL officiating that. And again, that that's falls on deaf ears though. That's what Mike Vrabel can do publicly because we we've heard him say that several times over the last year and a half. We've also remember what happened and Jacob brought it up. He's already replied all once. No, I know. And that's why I say like Vrabel, that is a part of it. Like this is a respect factor for Vrabel, but like this is an egregious thing. Yeah, this is an egregious occurrence that happened within the league. That the only way you talk about noon games and nobody or less people caring, the only way that you make them care is to bring it to the forefront of the feed. That brings it to the forefront of the feed because now writers write about Mike Vrabel getting fired for criticizing the NFL for an egregious thing. Fine, not fired. Yeah, fine. Uh, you never know what the NFL is going to do. Headline, they fired Gruden. Fired. They'll fire anybody. <laughs> well, Dan Snyder fired Gruden, which is the even wilder story, right? Is the power struggle within the ownership groups of that. So, yeah, I misspoke. Yeah, Fine, N- not fired. NB says the NFL uh, guys need to make comments through their wives' social media accounts because you can't find the wife. Yeah, but I, to be honest, there's nothing worse than that. I no. do. I am anti that. I do not get wives involved. They, yeah. I'm not saying they don't matter as an individual. They do. They bring, you know, uh, probably a lot of support to the coach, but no, don't do that. Do not. Yeah, don't, do that. you don't want that on, you don't there's, want them to be on. The there's nothing state. more cringeworthy in my mind than somebody sticking up for their man. 
<laughs> like, like uh, uh, don't do that. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this uh, Wednesday. I almost forgot what day it was because uh, I had that appointment yesterday. But anyway, all right, so. <laughs> Orlando, you're right. I'm not going to read it, but that's good. Cool. I, I, I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Eric Decker's, uh, Jesse James Decker, uh, plenty uh, of opinions that she shared during Eric's, you know, five months as a Titan. All right, uh, let's get to shade here on this show. Throwing shade. I mentioned I'm going to do shade a little bit differently here uh this week but zach tell everybody about farm your health plans yeah fbhp.com is where you need to go to get your health plan i got my health plan at the beginning of this year and man i'm really glad that i did i'm carrying it on over i'm riding this out you think i'm gonna stop farm Bureau health plans help supporting me in my health i mean they've helped me tremendously over the course of this year alone i had a better plan and i had a better rate i had better service i had better coverage it was overall just an improvement. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Health, dental, vision, they've got you covered. That's fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Take a health assessment, get a quote, and switch to Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee today. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. Use our code A-T-O-Z Sports. They are the king of sports books. So that code A-T-O-Z Sports, when you download the app, will unlock a risk-free bet on pro football for you up to $1,000. It's so easy. Download the app in your app store. Punch in our code ATOZ Sports. Make your first deposit and unlock that risk free bet up to a thousand bucks for you on pro football. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older. Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotion, subject qualification, eligible requirements, wars issued with knowledge of bets to start credit for best of seven days. For problem gamble support, call Tennessee Redline 800 889 9789. It is time for some shade. Throwing shade like we do every Wednesday to wrap up the show. Uh, Zach, I will toss to you. Or there, well, Actually, let's go to the chat because I do see some some shade coming in here. Uh, Jeff Rubel, Big Ten Jeff, says, Shade on Vols reporter Wes Rucker and him remembering Mike Leach. He talked about how he didn't know if he would be good at Georgia, Tennessee, and then laughing about his worst interview ever when he interviewed for the Vols job. So this is something that was on my uh, shade menu to pick from, but I decided not to. Uh, but I will and can read the tweet that has since been deleted by Wes Rucker um, here uh, that happened yesterday. So Wes Rucker covers the Vols uh, for 24-7 Sports, has a tendency to make tragic events about himself. I'll just say it that much. But here is what Wes Rucker said uh, yesterday morning after the unfortunate passing of Mike Leach. Always wanted to cover Mike Leach, but in reality, he was better suited for programs a bit more off the beaten path. Not sure how well the bright lights, booster smooching, pot licking, and assorted pressures of a place like Tennessee, Georgia, or Bama would have suited him better where he was. So, is that a bad or wrong opinion by Wes Rooker? Probably not. Is it the right thing to tweet... <laughs> Hours after the passing of Mike Leach, absolutely not. It's completely tone deaf. And uh, Jeff, I'm glad you did bring that up for Wes Rucker's terrible timing and uh, making it again. I always wish I could have covered uh, Mike Leach, but it didn't happen for me. You know, that was the, uh, uh, you know, strange, right? Yeah, that, you know, and if you've never met the man or not talked to him, like, 
you know, you don't, I mean, don't, I don't say anything at all before you say that. Right. Uh, yeah. I, look, you, but here, here's the, the interesting part about Mike Leach and this goes to Mike Leach and what he represented as a human and as a figure and as a coach and as a personality, he had a great sense of humor. And I don't think that that particular tweet was funny or goes along with him, but Mike Leach could laugh. Like Mike Leach could, he had this like draw, like he knew it was funny. He knew what he tweeted out. He knew that, you know, the fat little girlfriend's line was going to get, you know, ha ha's like, he played into it, and that's why he was beloved by college football fans. And that's why a lot of, like, when he came open for jobs, he, look, there's a controversy for the Texas Tech thing and, you know, the electrical closet or whatever. But, he, look, he moved past that. He got to Washington State, and then he was a wanted man in college football to get to Mississippi State, which is a different type of university. Like, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, those are not traditional, you know, football powerhouses. They have to work a little bit harder. And Mike Leach, I think, weirdly fit Mississippi State for the time he was there. And, you know, I mean, look, he just won an Egg Bowl. He, he, had, he was working towards that, that, that goal of getting them back to where they were. And, you know, Mike Leach, unique guy, and I think beloved. Like that, that – and if you die – Mike Leach was beloved in a weird way, which I think that's kind of what he would want, right? If you die or when you die, because everybody's going to die, if you have some sort of leg legacy that uh, you know people remember you by, I think Mike Leach, out of all of the tweets that I read yesterday, it was a great representation of what he embodied nationally as a public figure, as a head coach, and his personality. And so that, that's my two cents. I don't agree with the Wes Rucker thing because yeah. I think that was insensitive a little bit. But I think overall people did Mike Leach right uh, of the tragic event that occurred over the last 24, 48, 72 hours. Yeah, and sharing the stories of personal interactions that uh, are like the personal interactions that were not on a television post-game interview press conference that we all saw from Mike Leach. But the stories about, you know, I saw one uh, – one a reporter from the athletic walked with Mike Leach to work one day and just kind of had a conversation. Then they watched film together and they're watching film and Mike Leach just goes, do you have a dog? And she goes, no, he goes, okay. And they just went back to watching film and, just, and then he just would stop every few minutes and ask a random question. And then the conversation went wherever they based on her answer. Right. And just kind of picking her brain and having a conversation. It's the, I would like to have a beer with that guy. Yeah. Or that girl, right? Like it's, I would like to have a beer with that person. And that it's not necessarily a beer. It's not the action of drinking. It is the action of company. That sounds like a cool day. I would want to do that. Like that, that you're right. Those are the stories that, you know, when we go off this rock and are no longer here, that I think is where you'd want to be remembered. I'm glad Mike Leach, the positive outweighed the negative for what happened yesterday in the sense of uh, people tweeting and telling stories. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Jones says shade on throwing shade. Isn't there enough negative in the world? Why not throw some light instead? Now, that's what we have good news for on Friday. Friday. Good news is Friday. Mr. Jones, where you been? So Zach, I'll let you 
uh, throw some shade here now, too. Uh, here's quick. Jake says shade on Marcus Mariota. Did you see the Mariota thing? Yes. Well, I mentioned it when we were talking about the player, the people that are not coming back from the Titans, like Arthur Smith for throwing Marcus Mariota under the bus. I thought it was, I thought he'd left because he had a baby because he just had a, a child. Yeah. But then I watched, I watched last night, Arthur Smith's press conference. What am I doing watching Arthur Smith's press conferences? But to listen to how he, I mean, something's going on there. Like, but Mariota doesn't seem like a sore loser like that. He's usually a team first guy. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, he just had a baby. Uh, if, is there, are there complications? We don't know. Like there is a knee injury. Desmond Ritter's the starter. Again, there's so many things that we don't really understand or, or know. Uh, but Arthur Smith made it sound like he quit on the football team um, in a way. So, I, you know, which is weird because Arthur Smith and Marcus Mariota, they've had a long relationship for, for a long time. Ever since Mariota entered the league, he's been with Arthur Smith minus two years with the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, all right. So here's my shade. My shade actually... It has to do with the handling of the FTX scandal. Sam Bankman-Fried, if you've followed that, you've had to have heard that. You don't necessarily have to follow it. But this man is the modern-day Bernie Madoff, and they now finally arrest him? He's funneled billions and billions of dollars into our political atmosphere or hemisphere, and he finally now gets arrested because he has been living and working as a uh, a nuance to the Bahamas and not being regulated. This guy is a fraud. He is a complete and utter fraud. And he should be, he should be in jail for a very, very long time. And not just jail. He should be in federal prison for the amount of money that he ripped away. And then when he wasn't immediately arrested, he was going on Twitter spaces. I listened to this, this M effort. Like I have some hatred towards this guy and I didn't lose a single penny of FTX. I never signed up for FTX. So that's a full disclosure. I didn't lose a single dime, but millions, uh, billions of dollars were lost by millions of people because of this fraudulent company that got a lot of people, whether it was Tom Brady or or Steph Curry, a lot of public figures that publicized to America that wasn't regulated because of the uneducation of what cryptocurrency has or is currently evolving into. But shade on the amount of time, finally, they arrested this dude and he needed to be arrested day one. So I, look, I, I don't wish, well, I do wish ill will on certain people. This is one of them. I think he's ruined a lot of lives. So, Shade, right? There. Isn't it crazy of like somebody can be that smart to manipulate and burn so many people? Like if they would have just used, like that's a different, that's an evil brilliance, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it is evil. Like, yes, evil of knowing at one point in time through the start to when it went bankrupt, he knew what was going on. And I honestly, sure. look, I, I think that there's a lot that is going to be uncovered a lot more that is going to be uncovered that uh, I don't know. Look, countries are corrupt. America is no different than every other country, right? We all go to what, you know, the money is, but the amount that he funded uh, politically that I, that's an indictment on what America represents and he needs to be punished for that so it doesn't happen again. <clears throat> yeah. 
No, no doubt. A to Z Sports Live, throwing shade to wrap up uh, this Wednesday show. Zach, my shade's a little different today because today is Bella's 12th birthday. And Bella always sits next to me on the show. And Bella turns 12, and she has not slowed down at all. And so Bella's shade is that it's going to rain the entire freaking day on her birthday, and she won't be able to go on a big dog walk on her birthday. But we baked her a cake on Sunday night for her birthday, which was kind of fun and actually really easy to bake a dog cake. It sounds good. It smells great. But uh, that Did is my – Do what? Did you take a bite? I want to. I'm not allowed to because that's stealing from Bella and my other dog Sophie. I yeah. would be in so much trouble. I mean, you bought the cake. You you we baked you it. Take, so you need it, to take a bite. I it's you so have here, to take a bite so, to report back on if it's I can't, look. We don't we've eaten dog treats on this show before. I will tell you. Here's the ingredients in the cake. It's flour, uh, baking soda, just for the cake rising stuff. Then it's literally pumpkin peanut butter, applesauce, um, and what's the, and then, uh, the icing is yogurt and peanut butter. That's it. Like it's just so it, like the, I mean, it sounds, it could be appealing and an egg. Yeah. You know, to bind it. Like, yeah, it's a good, that's a good ingredients and it smells amazing. Our fridge smells awesome, uh, here. So it's Bella's birthday. Happy birthday to Bella, who sits next to me on the show for probably 90% uh, of the shows that, that we do here. So, uh, but happy birthday to her. And she her shade is the the rain that stops her from, from going on a big dog walk uh, later today. But that's it. That's it for me. So, uh, anyway, thanks, guys, for watching uh, today on this Wednesday. Great show talking about the Titans. Uh, they're back on the practice field today. Maybe we'll learn a lot about Danico Autry, Traylon Burks, Christian Fulton, and their status and some other injury statuses for the Titans. Sam Phelan will have a lot of content up on our YouTube channel from Titans practice as well, and we'll react to some of the things that Sam learns from inside the locker room tomorrow morning. Buck Rising is live tonight at 8 p.m. Central, and we'll see you guys tomorrow at 8 a.m. Central. Talk to you soon. Appreciate it as always. Adios.